Nation, Rob McGregor, welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And, and Trish McGregor. And our tech magician producer, John Posey. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular posts and where you can find out about our books. Among our books are The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground, Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities, Aliens in the Backyard, and The Seven Secrets of Synchronicity, among many others. Trisha's latest novel is White Crows, and Rob's latest book is Breathe, a Master Diver's Survival Tales, co-authored with Rick Bedowa. Our guest today is Suzette Faith Foster, who is an energy and sound healing practitioner and transformational coach. She's the author of Calling Back Your Power, Your Catalyst for Personal and Spiritual Transformation. Her upcoming book due out in January is called Infinite Healing Power Within Us. She is also the vision holder for the Guiding Star Light Center in Boone, North Carolina. We'll be talking about Suzette's own miraculous healing story and more. Welcome, Suzette. Welcome. It's wonderful to be here. Um, okay. So you before we get up? into yeah, <laughs> before we get into your miracle story, uh, please introduce us uh, to the spiritual light center that you are the vision holder for. And what is a vision holder? Start with that. Okay. Well, first <laughs> I want to just correct something. Um, I'm, I don't have another book coming out yet, and uh, it, it was just kind of the title of this program was the Infinite Healing Power Within. Oh, okay. Just want okay. to correct that. Okay. Thank you. Well, when's um, your book coming out? <laughs> I, I don't have. I'm not writing. Oh, one okay. Yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Having got that inspiration. <laughs> I asked Trish to check on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, just... maybe that's divine hint, huh? Right. Yeah. yeah not really. <laughs> Could be. It's good title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Guiding Star Light Center here in Boone, North Carolina, we're in the mountains of North Carolina, um, is one of 32 global light centers. And our co-founders about 10 years ago got guidance to start bringing energetically in these light centers. And these light centers are on significantly powerful um, points of light, high energetic points of light around the globe. And Boone, North Carolina, was the first one they really started working on, and they were based out of Virginia. And we are here um, growing slowly. I'm the vision holder. A vision holder is someone who's called me the president, call me whatever. It, it is. Um, I'm leading the, the program so far. Okay. Well, and I guess... Yeah, I guess that uh, having a spiritual light center is a good idea in Boone, since you're very close to seven devils. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, tone. Yeah. Good thought. Yeah. We, we're putting all the good light out as right. we can. Yeah. Now, do you have an actual physical center? Not yet. We, Not yet. we have no. the programs out of um, our home, my husband and I, our home, or um, we're doing some Zoom calls too. Uh -huh. So we do do the Zoom calls. So if anyone's interested in getting on our meetup page, it's go to meetup.com. And guiding star light center org is our guiding star light center org is our website, but it's also guiding star light center on meetup. And um, there's lots of good information. And each one of these global light centers have a different star tribe. Huh. It's like we're there, our guidance, they help teach us, you know, what what our specific um, angle is. And ours is for education and healing. What what star is that? I mean, is it a particular star? It's Arcturus. Oh, Arcturus. Okay. The Arcturus. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 wonderful. It's um a little slow moving, but we're moving. We've got the website a year ago, and we're doing programs. And I'm open to anyone who wants to do a Zoom call, call that they have something to share for education and healing. So 
Anyway, yeah. thank you for asking. Okay, Sounds wasn't sure. Good. Now, are you connected to the center in Sarasota? No. No. Okay. Uh, I get these confused. <laughs> That's fine. There's lots. Yeah. <laughs> of, there's lots of great light centers, but these are not that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, could, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. All right. So, could you tell us what happened and how you created your miracle healing? What happened to you? How I created horrendous story. How I created my injury. Well, um, I, I do believe everything has a higher purpose, and uh, thankfully, I do because that's what allowed me to come through this. Um, actually, just had an anniversary 18 years ago, November 3rd. Wow. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe it's been 18 years. I was mountain biking, and my friend Charlie and I biked every week. Um, at Umstead Park in Raleigh, North Carolina. I lived over there then. And um, that particular day, our friend Andy wanted to join us. So for some reason we moved it to the afternoon. But we were biking like usual and there were obstacles on the course that we had done many times. And we did that. Um, a teeter-totter is like you see on a playground. You go up one side mm -hmm. and the weight of your bike brings you down the other side. So we did the one that was always there and some other obstacles. And we really were very efficient at mountain biking. And we'd go in and out of gullies. We would we would just do jumping logs, <laughs> riding on rails. And um, 18 years ago, I was yeah much uh, more athletic <laughs> than I am today. Only Sounds like a trapeze I, act. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's amazing. And then a bigger teeter-totter was on the course that day. and. My dear friends, Andy and Charlie said, no, I'll pass. And I I felt like I want to do it. And what I learned spiritually and part of the law of attraction is always focus on what you want. So when I get out of my car, I literally put the divine light around me and my team, whoever's riding with us. I put, I visualize myself getting back into the car safely. And before I did that um, obstacle, I literally visualized myself on the other side. I um, just put good energy around me. So as I, in, in mountain biking, speed is your friend. So I got a lot of speed. I went up to the top of the, the teeter-totter and my bike stopped. God. I went flying over the handlebars. Oh. And it, you had just those split seconds of like knowing I'm going straight into the ground. But simultaneously, there was this calm over me, like I knew my faith has brought me through that I know everything has a higher purpose. I know I did my part. I did my protection part. I am in gratitude daily. I was bringing in spirit. So it was almost this, this has a purpose. I don't think I even would have used that word, but I knew it was okay. Like whatever is happening is okay. And I also remembered thinking, I'm not afraid of death because I was going straight into the ground. And hmm. when you can be in a place of no resistance, which is what I had created um, in that moment. And again, I say my practice, my training had helped me be that peaceful, even though I never had anything that severe. But I, as I was going into that, the earth, I literally did hit my head. I had a helmet on, of course. My friends heard my neck snap. Mm -hmm. So I broke my neck um, and I was instantly paralyzed. And then I stopped breathing. Mm -hmm. I found out later I had the same injury as Christopher Reeve. Oh, yeah. Christopher Reeve um, was at a horse event. He had EMS was there immediately. EMS didn't show up to me because we were out in the woods for 17 minutes, took them oh, that long to get to me. So if I didn't know and believe deeply what I know and believe, I would have been dead at the scene because I stopped breathing. But I like to share that I I had everything I needed. I didn't have the outside help. I meant my friends went and got help. They were there, but no EMS, no one to help me. Mm -hmm. But I had, I, I say I had everything I needed within me. I had my mind couldn't breathe you know they say breath is everything no your mind is everything I didn't have breath hmm. so that's really 
cool to realize. You know, <laughs> did you have did you have an out of body experience at that time? No, and I've often said, "Why didn't I?" <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't, I didn't die. I didn't have an out of body experience. I guess I didn't need it. You know, okay. whatever reason. Um, but I had offered um, part of my sharing with my clients. I would say, memorize a mantra that you can when things challenges happen that will bring you back to center. So mm -hmm. I memorized. Um, um, yeah, all my needs are met abundantly. My oneness with God. Were you and, conscious? Yes. When you couldn't, even, even when you couldn't breathe. You're, yeah, Charlie yeah. came over, and I'm I'm mouthing um, nine one one. Took me like three times. I yeah. could not talk. I could yeah. not move. I could yes. not breathe. Um, so it, it was amazing. So I as I shared with my clients to memorize the mantra, what's so cool about that when you practice with the little upsets, the frustrating things that happen day to day. Well, when something bigger happens, it literally just emerged from me. I had, it just came forth. I didn't have to stop and think, what do I need to say? Yeah. It came forth. And the moment I said that a lightning bolt of energy, it did not hurt, but it was that strong came through me. And I'm a quick learner. I, in my mind, I couldn't voice anything. I said it again. And the second time, instantly, another lightning bolt of energy came through me. Huh. And this time, my paralyzed arm flopped. A moment after that, I got my breath back. Huh. So I'm lying there, a quadriplegic, yet I got my breath back. And what's so... Um, did yeah, you feel so, panicked? No. And, oh, and that's, that's incredible. why I feel that when, because I had no fear of death and I felt like I had done what I needed to uh -huh. do, I, in a place of no resistance, the light can come through. If I had said, why me, spirit? I do all the spiritual work, which I would have said in the past, uh -huh. um, but I had learned from that, thankfully. Uh, I that why me being a victim being angry would have blocked right. the amount of energy I got I, I would have I'm sure had some but so it, it I think one of the biggest takeaways I have is when we trust that everything has a higher purpose whether we understand it or not when we just know that when we're on this spiritual path and doing our work and staying in gratitude and trusting practicing trusting then the light can come in. We are always have the light available, hmm. but it's not always coming in because we block it. We're angry. We're judging. We're this. We're that. So it, it's just a amazing. I, I say I'm a testament to the amazing power of the mind, body, and spirit, because when we align, lots of light can come through. So, so what he, happened after? So okay, you're laying there. What happened? Did, well, did the he, EMS did come. And this was a cute story. My my miracle segment is, is on a movie. I think you can still get it on Amazon um, called I Hope You Dance. And they were looking for a miracle story that had a relationship to the song I Hope You Dance. And uh -huh. um, my book explains all that. But yeah, I um, so they invited me to be in that in that movie. And it was really funny because they interviewed and had clips of the EMS guy helping me so we re-enacted my injury um, oh. which was pretty profound in itself um, but it was funny when he he explained it you know so most EMS people it's routine stuff you know maybe 10% of the time it's like this kind of level of life-threatening uh -huh. you know just trying to get it all done and a lot of adrenaline flowing but when he um, shared with us for the movie he said she gets it you know we get her in in the um, van and ambulance and she's asking me to hold her hand and affirm that I will be walking again. Wow. <laughs> so I, I believe in the power of the mind. I believe that we, you know, focus on what we desire and expect it, feel it, excited, excited feelings that we're going to be there. And so I'm like, I needed all the help I could get. So he, he was thought, that was pretty weird and you're weird probably <laughs> but moments later he was helping you know he got a few things done and then he did that with me 
And he admitted he never expected me to walk again. I mean, wow. he, he didn't really know because he was just picking me up for the first time. But he could tell it was pretty severe if I was a quadriplegic. And, oh, and they, wow. my friends heard them, my next nap. So we got to the ambulance. They took me to Duke Medical Hospital in Durham, North Carolina. This, um, and I found out that my C2 neck vertebra was totally broken in wow. half. So technically, my neck was not attached to my spine, just by tissue, not by bone. And um, but when my friends and family came in, again, I'm, I had the ultimate opportunity to practice what I believe. And I kept focusing on what I wanted, not what I was dealing with. And I kept saying, this is temporary. See me dancing. I love to dance. Oh, wow. Dancing always made me happy. And I knew if I could dance, I'd be not a quadriplegic. <laughs> So that was my vision I held, and I had friends hold that vision as well. Um, and the cool thing about it is the best doctor at Duke to do my surgery because was is the director of spine surgery. Mm. And he's never on call. I mean, it's a teaching hospital. They're not on call. I heard right. later. And the universe orchestrated the best doctor I needed to be on call. Mm. So he was on call and um, I don't think he took too kindly to my positive energetic intention. <laughs> Hold but, my hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he did say right before I went into surgery, you use your mind power. I'll do the work. And so it was really cool that he came around enough to honor my yeah, position. That's good. And he put a two inch screw, uh, went through my neck and put a two inch screw to through right my... here they went yeah. through oh wow yeah right here went through um and they had to take x-rays like every quarter turn to make sure it was still lined up and all that i got um woke up from surgery and i really like to use the power of my mind instead of taking medicine i'm not adverse to medicine but i'll try my mind first and i asked them to um, stop any pain meds and they did and mm -hmm. I had no pain huh. our mind and body are amazing the the body or even our universe if it's money we need or better job the universe doesn't know what is real or what we tell it our body doesn't know what is real or what we tell it so if you tell it convincingly enough like with feeling and energy mm -hmm. you're really magnifying your result and so um i just kept doing my mind work i listened to sound healing in in the hospital were, were you moving were you able to move after the oh, surgery that's a good thing well remember my doctor i didn't share he expected me to remain a quadriplegic really mm. so he said there's no western medical understanding or expectation of how you could have got your breath back he huh. could see on the MRI, I had serious spinal cord injury. He said, most people are dead at the scene with this injury. And the mm. few that are remain are quadriplegic. Jeez. Right. So uh, it's amazing. And think about our body is pure energy. And yes, we touch it and it appears solid. But that's the best our finite mind can understand. And when we really understand or start to be open we don't even have to understand it totally but be open to the body is malleable energy mm -hmm. and quantum physics has been around like 90 years or so it really supports that that the body is energy and mm -hmm. your thoughts make a difference with what you create so uh, Su Suzette could could you say again what your mantra was at the time of the accident that you said to yourself over and over yes um um, actually, the, I, I I am literally going blank this second, but it, it's something like <laughs> all my needs are met abundantly in my oneness with God. Right. Yeah. It's not that one. That's the one I use all the time now. <laughs> so uh, I'd have to look. But yeah, it was it come up with a mantra that says, I oh, this was it. I refuse to accept this limitation. Okay. God is my source. Okay. Huh. 
I refuse uh, to accept this limitation. God is my source. Okay. With law of attraction, I don't really like using the word limitation in there at all. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say all my needs are met abundantly mm -hmm. in my oneness with God. Yeah, but like that. you know how we say, oh, words have meaning, but it was the, your your higher self knows the energy of what you're trying to say too. Mm -hmm. And that overrode anything, the fact that I used the word limitation. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it didn't matter that day. And how much time took place between the accident and the surgery? Um, late that night. Oh, the same day. The accident oh, wow. Was around three thirty. Okay. And I remember my daughter coming in at one thirty <clears throat> in the morning, so I had surgery probably around eleven to twelve, eleven. And you had no pain. No. Wow. So so they strapped you to a board, I suppose, at the at the site of the accident. And yes, they had to be super secure, careful. Secured your head and uh -huh. neck. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And um, they, so after surgery, they told me, you'll be in ICU for seven to 10 days. You're smiling, Rob. What am I, <laughs> I going to say? <laughs> you didn't make it that long. <laughs> it didn't stay there. I told them I will be out of ICU in two days. Okay. <laughs> and I was they said, Yeah, of, okay, lady. <laughs> yeah, really. Like we got a wacko in that room. I'm sure they said that. But you know what? If they were open at all, I was an opportunity for them to look a little different. Yeah. That's not my job to figure that out either. But um, so I got out of ICU in two days. They told me I'd be in the hospital a minimum of three weeks. Jeez. And I said, I'll be out in a week. And I literally walked out of the hospital one week. Wow. Oh, yeah. Did now, they all faint? <laughs> Did they all faint? <laughs> you know, I just think, and my doctor admitted it at a follow-up session one time. He said, if I look at that, it would turn my world upside down. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, I'm giving you an opportunity to help your other clients use their mind yeah. or whatever it could be. And he they're so ingrained in doing just, you know, that, right. that little mm -hmm. don't don't get me out of my box kind of thing. And uh, he but was it's great excellent. when you meet somebody, a doctor who's open to it, you know, well, who's at least acknowledges that there's a connection between the mind and the body. Well, I think he absolutely had to acknowledge. Yeah. Even though yeah, especially it, if you got up and walked. I know. <laughs> well, I was walking 18 hours after surgery. Wow. Now, keep in mind, I was paralyzed before that. So my whole body felt like cement and the and they knew I was getting a lot of mobility. So I don't know if I asked or they asked, but and she wanted me to walk a little bit in the hallway. And I and I literally, again, visualize what I wanted. I visualized myself walking down this long corridor and back. Mm -hmm. And I did. So, again, uh -huh. I did nothing in the hospital without visualizing and feeling successful at it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, and my friends knew to keep a lot of visitors away. They knew my healing and I was single at the time, but I was blessed with two great, um, girlfriends that supported me a lot. And my mom flew down from Maine and it, I had a great, uh -huh. but I knew the healing I needed and I desired was an inside job. Mm -hmm. The surgeon did his part, did it expertly. And then the healing I wanted, walking, dancing. So I was walking. Have you been dancing? Oh, I did. I, <laughs> I literally danced one month later. Wow. Um, and again, I was healing like crazy. I I, I think th it happened November 3rd and then Thanksgiving day, I took my first mile and a half walk. I was walking a some every day. Wow. That was a big change of uh, energy for me. But every day, even then, every day I was doing my inner work healing because uh, I meant my body had gone through all that trauma and I had to give it time to heal. So were you, were you feeling much pain in no, the aftermath? No, no, never any pain. Well, and I had an infection at the in, at the incision site and went back in and my doctor was more freaked out than I was. It's like because <laughs> I'm just seeing myself fine. It's like I'm not giving this any power and and that's the thing that um i really do feel divine grace was with me whatever we want to call that energy because 
I kept, I gave my quadriplegia no power. Yeah. I didn't expect to stay that way. And I, I want to say that there are times if my soul absolutely had chosen to experience quadriplegia for the rest of my life, I would have. Mm-hmm. And I would have dealt with it from a positive position. I mean, there are times where no matter what we do, there's a high, there's still some right. lessons there and you're not going to get the immediate healings you might think. Yeah. So, so you said this uh, happened 17 years ago now? No, 18. 18. 18. 18 years ago. So what was your life like back then? Uh, it sounds like you were already on a spiritual journey, on a spiritual quest uh, from just the way you uh, reacted. Uh, so when did this spiritual quest uh, journey begin for you? Um, it started very slowly in 1998. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I started seeing clients in probably 2000. Um, How did it start? Well, it it's funny. One of my neighbors that I biked, you know, road biked with at the time, he was an older gentleman. I called him my hippie friend. And he <laughs> suggested we go to this, Reiki circle which is a healing circle Uh and I kind of rolled my eyes but something guided me there Mm -hmm. and you know different practitioners would go around and touch your head and Mm -hmm. and feel the energy which I had never experienced anything like that and then the one of the women working with me for a few minutes gave me feedback that was so right on that it really got my attention so I I was married at the time. Um, it was later that year. I think we separated, um, but it was it was just a great thing. I started reading books. I started going to a few conferences or day programs, and I knew pretty early on that there's something here that this was going to be somehow uh, life path. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, um, so it, when did you start the center? Um, probably five years ago. We uh-huh. right now, right before COVID, was the first meeting. Mm-hmm. I knew I was holding space for it, but the first meeting was like March of twenty twenty. Yeah, that's when you got COVID, Rob. <laughs> right, yeah. you got it early on. Yeah, I, I did. I very, yeah, he was really sick too. There wasn't. Yeah, I had it for three weeks, but there was no test at that time. So everybody said, "Well, you don't really have it." <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, in the aftermath of your experience and your healing, have you been able to heal other people as a result of that? Did that come into play in in your life well i was already being um a healing practitioner before that um and i like to share that uh, you know we for a healing practitioner the best gift we can give ourselves and our clients is to keep raising our own vibration clear Mm -hmm. our emotional stuff work on us because you think of your body or um, the example and analogy i've used is you think of your body energy field like a filter in your home if the filter is really dirty, air can't pass through. So if we have a lot of undealt with emotions, if we have a lot of anger and resentment and bitterness and judgment, if we're just not working on that, even if you want to be a healer, you're not bringing through the light that you could. So as a person, client, a practitioner works on themselves, they're not only you know, going to higher vibration. You're bringing able to pass more light through you. So I like to say, I'm not the healer, the client is. It takes both of us. It takes my consciousness. You're going to love Ken. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, Because we, the client has to be willing to receive the energy. So I'm the same healing facilitator that helps people heal cancer, pain. Um, I help people do it instantly. I help people take several sessions. But I'm the same person. I'm the same consciousness. But every person comes to the table with different beliefs, different uh-huh. programming, whether they feel, do they really feel worthy of that healing? So it's it's a beautiful dance as a practitioner to support them. And in my sessions, I do hold the person in their divine perfection. I see them one with God. I see them already whole. And I'm guiding them to work on 
healing the emotional root causes associated with their injury, their mm -hmm. health problem. But then the energy healing, again, it comes through me. That client is getting what they need. And one of my CDs, it was really interesting. Uh, client said she was listening to it every day. And she said, I'm hearing different tones and different voices. It's not always your voice. Sometimes I hear a male voice. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like when we're in this space of truly heart-centered and being the highest for our clients, Spirit did imbue my book and my CDs and MP3s <clears throat> with what I call activations and ahas to help those um, clients go to a higher vibration naturally, easier. And what was so cool about what she said is it, it dawned on me, I knew that everything had been imbued with activations and energy, but it's like there, you know, we think, oh, that's just a CD. No, it's a living CD. Uh -huh. Spirit is using that to work with you. You're going to hear and get what you need. And I do group sound sessions when I'm with the light center and I'll have people say they heard different voices than mine, even in mm. a live session as well. Spirit is giving each person what they need for healing. And um, if we don't address the emotional root cause, I feel you initially can heal from the healer's consciousness and not um, necessarily, it won't be permanent until you sufficiently heal uh -huh. the emotional root cause. And that's the beauty. And what I love about that is you're not only healing physically, but when we heal the emotional stuff, we're healing at the soul level. And well, that's what Louise Hay said, too. Okay. I mean, and are you familiar with Louise yes. Hay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can heal your life. That's what her whole book is about, all her mm -hmm. work. So that makes total sense. Right. And if we embrace that we're here to grow our soul, then we can look at every challenge we ever have as what lesson does this have for me? What opportunity mm -hmm. is here? I say things don't happen to us. They happen for us. And as we can embrace that, we can be angry, we can be hurt, we can be injured. But it, when we can come back to center as soon as possible, it starts saying, what's the message here? What do I need to learn? What, what, how can I look at this from a higher perspective? Have you and had I, any residual pain over the years from, from the injury? I've had no pain, um, but or I do discomfort have, or... no, I, well, I have some neuropathy, like it's subtle, um, mm -hmm. Within four months, I was driving my car. I think eight months later, I rode a bike again out, out in nature. Uh. Um, and then Charlie and I got to riding bikes regularly again. Um, I didn't do any of the obstacles. <laughs> no, no more teeter-totters? <laughs> I didn't need to prove anything to myself. Um, but and, uh, about 10 years ago, several years after, a hypothyroid developed and um, my intuition got affected and, uh -uh. um, but I was told it was all related to my broken neck. Interesting. So, um, yeah. And I've done all kinds of work on myself, looked at the emotional done uh, again. I'm very open and very serious about doing that, but I'm still looking at what is the, why is it still here? There's still a lesson. For mm -hmm. me. So I'm uh, practicing this just like my clients. I've done so much that in what I've done, it should have been healed. So there's something else it's here to teach me. And one of the things I really do feel strongly about is it, my higher self wants me to know that I'm not a body. I'm one with God. And when we really work with, this is all an illusion. This 3D is an illusion. Then we're here. We chose to be here. We wanted to be here. We work, play, have fun, take care of our bodies. But the big picture is don't give it much power. You're not even here. So I feel that there's a lesson there for me around this as well. And what, I'm what sign are you? I'm Virgo. curious. A Virgo? Virgo. Okay. And I'm very, very perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. I'm very much a straight Virgo. My husband's a Virgo and he's not typical <laughs> you read what you know there's the paragraph of what yeah. it stands for he's not that not that much but i am so yeah i love health i love um, exercise i'm medium build um yeah and i yeah i've had to let go of, of being perfectionist but yes that was yeah well, i mean detail too details are important yeah. for you i'm organized and yeah 
So Suzette, going back to your uh, injury again and that your accident, did anything specifically prepare you for this life-changing experience, do you think? Were you ready for that? Or? Yeah, what was really cool was two years before I broke my neck, mountain biking again, mm -hmm. I um, was riding, there was about five of us there, and one guy was ahead of me, and he stopped to let the group catch up to him, and I came to a T in the path. So I slowed way down to take a right-hand turn. There was a big root sticking up over the ground. So again, I flew over my handlebars. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and my I land on the ground, and I could I could tell that I went slow motion. I mean, it was weird. I could tell I went to the ground in slow motion. But my Did first, you hit your head or what? No, my my arm, uh -huh. my body. Somehow my head didn't get hit. But I remember the slow motion and my first thought, again, we grow with time and grow mm -hmm. through experiences. My first thought was, spirit, where were you? Because remember, <laughs> I did all my, my protection around me. So I was naive enough. And I think this is really important for us all to grasp. I was naive enough to think if I did that work, spirit would protect me from <laughs> anything bad. But in hindsight, it took me a second or two to realize, oh my gosh, spirit, you were with me. You brought me to the ground slowly. Now, this was a dirt ground in the woods. I land, went over my handlebars, landed on the ground. I had not even a scratch. That's wow. how gentle I came to the ground. Huh. In the, and again, the universe had that guy ahead of me stop to witness it. And he said, hmm. that was weird. You were going in slow motion. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> so, so you had an observer who yeah, verified it, it. Yeah, it was like. That is interesting. Spirit set things up for a high That's but pretty that incredible. Was big, that was the biggest. I needed that. You know, they gave did me a favor by saying, oh, my God, you're always here. It may not uh -huh. look what the way I want it to look or you I didn't get this done or I didn't get that done but I, I'm protected uh, this is I needed that experience so yeah. two years later that experience really helped me buy into we're always protected mm -hmm. it's just spirit like a energy healing practitioner or spirit or God we're not good I believe they're not going to do our soul work for us now, if we've done work on ourselves and made some you know, decisions and helped ourselves that way, then when an energy healer comes in, that can totally heal permanently. Mm. It doesn't always have to be talking and, and working through it with a practitioner. It just depends on where your life path is taking you on your own. Huh. So, but yeah, that was probably the biggest thing that um, I learned. What was your question again? Let me see if there's something else. Well, if there was some something that set you up for what happened. Oh yeah, yeah, that, then, that's amazing. And Sandra. then what I also said already shared that I, I had the mantra, uh -huh. right, and, and yeah. that emerged quickly. Well, I find it incredible that the guy ahead of you saw the slow motion. I mean, that's like a verification. I wouldn't expect anybody to get, you know. But see, I think spirit was setting me up because they knew I'd be teaching this. They knew right. I'd be um, growing from it. And mm. I just think it was part of like, yeah, we're going to make sure. I mean, the chances of him stopping right yeah. at the time I went over the handlebars. I mean, that's not him. That's spirit yeah. guiding him. <laughs> Say, okay, dude, stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, interesting. That's fascinating. So, can, can I? Can I Go throw ahead. something in real ahead, quick? Because yeah, yeah that, it kind of reminds me of a uh, incident when I was uh, uh, probably around ten, probably around nine or ten years old, and a friend, uh, me and a friend of mine, rode were riding bikes. That's I think that's what <laughs> led me. I, I think no, not on the mountain. Uh, just <laughs> we're, we're trying to get across a busy four lane on our bikes. Whoa! And um, um. And I saw him, uh, I was ahead of him. He was behind me. I, was, I heard I heard a car starting to hit, you know, 
slam on, you know, I heard a car slam on its brakes. I heard the squealing of the brakes. And I looked back and there was no way that this car missed my friend, but it did. Wow. Um, I mean, it he he was on one side of the car and then he was on the other side of the car. That's wow. how I remember it, you know. So that's interesting, John. And in quantum physics, there is no time. Right. Yeah, exactly. time mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And and it spirit changed the timeline for him to be on the other side. It was mm. not his time. And that's another thing to really embrace is if it's our if it was my time to go, I would have gone no matter yeah. what I did. Or if I was supposed to be a quadriplegic, I would have been a quadriplegic no matter what I did. But that's the cool thing is number one, if we can get into a space of no resistance, mm -hmm. like stop judging what we're going through. It has a higher purpose. I mean, that's powerful because that judgment, you know, whatever we do brings more of what we're focusing on. So if we're bring, mm -hmm. if we're angry and we're going to attract more things to help us feel angry. If we're sending love to our body and healing energy to our body, you know, that's going to help. And whatever we do for ourselves, because we're one with the all, we do for the collective. So mm -hmm. it's just helped me so much of honoring that our minds are powerful and what how we think and how we see others like with my clients as i said viewers can do this with their loved ones who are going through challenges see them as already whole uh -huh. see them as perfect and already whole we can't feel bad enough for someone to help them you know we we can't but we can see them in divine light as wholeness it doesn't mean you don't help them. You help them in the moment and keep them comfortable and help them laugh or do whatever. But beyond the doing, know who they really are. And that's a, a really powerful thing that's helped me. And I feel for my own journey, I I know too much about if someone pushes my buttons, it's really sharing, showing me that very same aspect in me. It could be other lifetimes that I get to heal i get to forgive that in me and in them and when mm -hmm. we do that again we're healing at the soul level and it helps to bring in more peace we judging someone or getting mad so i have to shift if someone pushes my buttons in which you know i have to, i get to shift it really quickly because i feel like i i know too much of this stuff it's not serving me at all so it's like feel your pain let the pain come up honor it but do it with spirit and say, spirit, I'm releasing this anger or this betrayal mm -hmm. and feel that. And then right after you feel that for five minutes or whatever it takes, just I forgive them for what they did not do because none of us have left our oneness with God. And that's mm -hmm. a very high level of spirituality, but it, it's so powerful because who does it help first? Us. Because we mm -hmm. we come into peace quicker, and that's John, the program. You know, I, I'll have a program in February, um, five week program on that, um, helping people really embrace that. And we'll have experiential things we'll do, and then it ends with a energy healing. So, hmm. John, did your friend ever comment about that? Uh, about how yeah. he wasn't hit. <laughs> well, you know. Um, no, we did not really spend it well. So, and probably the reason we didn't spend any time talking about it is because the guy that it, so it was a, it was a man that had slammed on his brakes and should have hit uh, David, mm. who's my friend's name. Um, he, I mean, he came to a complete stop and jumped out of his car and was screaming, you know, at the, at, at my friend, which I mean, I mean, because it scared him, you know, yeah. he, I mean, it wasn't, I understood, I understood why he was upset is because he just about hit a kid on his bike, you know? Right. And, uh, and so, yeah, is you know, so a lot of trauma and we just kind of, you know, <laughs> and we were, you know, nine, 10 years old, we just yeah. kept going, you know, no, uh, you know, uh, it it uh, wasn't something we wanted to spend a lot of time thinking about. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I also want to share. I didn't know the language at the time, but when I broke my neck and got my breath back, um, I just gave it credit that that's the energy, which it, it is energy. What I've learned since is I created a different timeline 
Uh So there's all these opportunities, all these options Mm -hmm. out there. I could have died at the scene. I could have done this. I could have done that. So I changed the timeline of the possible imminent death Mm -hmm. to getting my breath back. I, well, that's quantum, I, also. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, and uh-huh. I, yeah, and I feel, yeah, I've, 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 that's something I feel, I like happens. I, I know where I, I, I believe I've, I believe I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, yeah, and, and it takes time to know our power. You know, it's focus on what we want, feel excited as if that's already happened, and the key is no, don't be attached to the outcome. If it has to be a certain way, that has to be this way, that's blocking energy too. So it's really trusting that your higher self is going to guide you. If that's for your highest good, you with your great energy and intentions and feeling excited that it happened, it will. Yeah. If it's not for your your highest good or if it's not the right timing to experience that, you won't. Did you ever have to go through physical therapy? Was that something they recommended? After this, um, what was funny is my doctor, you know, the director of spine surgery was just so shocked and, and he had to send me to overnight rehab because Mm -hmm. he just felt like he had to, like this woman can't go right home. Yeah. So it, um, I went to rehab a week, you know, the seven days after they did an intake that late afternoon. And then the next morning, they basically had me do a few more things and said, you don't belong here. Hmm. So then I tried to do a a few, I did a few um, outpatient rehab stuff, but it was so basic and I was an athlete and I, Uh I, and my friend, good friend worked there. So she just made sure I had the right exercises. So I did practice at home, like I said, for the first three weeks and month or so, everything I did was physical exercise. I mean, I was resting most of the time. I had to choose between having a shower that day or having friends come over because my energy level focused on healing the body. Hmm. Um, I also want to share, it may help someone too, is I did not have health insurance at the time. Oh God. And it was a, purposeful decision I made and I remember I I am a holistic healer I eat really clean I detox I didn't feel I needed a regular doctor and I said the only time I need insurance if I have a, had a catastrophic injury. Oh, and then I said God is my source if I did <laughs> I back then it was only like $200 a month for insurance and I remember saying I want to put that toward my supplements and my organic food and I just made a choice mm-hmm. well on the ground, I was uh, surrendering my hospital bill to the to universe, to the universe. <laughs> and I what happened? Well, I just kept saying, "God is my source," and I I knew in my own mind they would accept a dollar a month if I had to give it a dollar. Uh-huh. But I kept saying, "This is paid in full." I just oh, went God. to the end result. Two months later. Um, unexpected cash came. Now it was out there in the ethers, but I know it would, I never would have attracted it without a a big, Uh big need. So, but part of me focusing on that need to pay that bill, it, that got revealed. And Mm. so I called Duke, I didn't have insurance, but I knew that they allowed, um, back then it was not typical to have a, um, what are you not no insurance fee and an insurance fee and then mm. nowadays they do that they try to give you a break if you don't have insurance mm-hmm. well i called i had to go right up the line at duke i talked to someone and they didn't help me with reducing my my cost because i'm thinking if they can reduce insurances fees by 50% then i'm worthy of having my uh-huh. fee reduced by 50% and so i went right up the next person said, no, I can't help you. I could give you 30%. I'm like, no, well, who, who's your boss? I got to the, um, the, um, the assistant to the CFO, the financial officer. And, and I first said, thank you. You know, I have so much gratitude for Duke for providing this uh-huh. healing. And now I'm asking you to consider a um, financial healing. And I said, because of this money that came in, I said, I can pay it in full. 
if you give I'm willing to give me 50% off. And at first I shared my injury and the recovery and his grandmother channeled and was very spiritual. So yeah. that was kind of cool. Interesting. We had a little conversation. Uh -huh. there. And then he's like, sure. Like, yes. So I got 50% off my bill. My girlfriend who worked um, at part of the hospital said, there's no way your that bill should have been way more than what it was. I mean, it was uh, 80,000 80, 18 years ago for my God. hospital for seven days and, and surgery. But anyway, <laughs> it, it's like, just don't give up on, on the universe blessing us. And I think mm. I, I came here to learn I'm worthy. And, you know, we all, many of us have come here to learn we're worthy and it's just um, taking it to wherever you need it. Yeah. So say, well, I'm sorry, real quick, real quick, just because just something else occurred to me about <laughs> the story uh, about the uh, uh, the uh, my friend and I on, on our bikes. Um, I mean, so is it especially little boys or even teenage boys uh, tend to believe they're invincible? <laughs> is is that like just a constant state of previs? previs where you're just constantly you're 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 you and believe and obviously obviously uh there are times when uh accidents happen obviously kids are not invincible mm -hmm. but 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 could it be worse if we weren't in that constant state of believing <laughs> that that we're somewhat in, indestructible yeah. yeah i i think yes i think whatever you're believing it's powerful mm -hmm. and that's a positive belief, even though, you know, your parents. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's, it, it, it's not, it's, it, yeah, you can't, you definitely cannot live your whole life like that for sure. Right. But, yeah. But, yeah. And, and I was similar. I was very athletic, very strong, um, very coarse, a lot of core strength. Um, but I had a, I've always said, don't do anything stupid. You know, I, I wasn't like willing to go do something stupid, but, you know, we had done a smaller teeter totter and I was supposed to do a larger one or I chose to do one. But again, um, the, the synchronicities that happened that day, when we trust that it's happening for us, not to us, uh -huh. man, right away, you're allowing the energy in. And I just want to share that that day, um, as I said before, Charlie, um, Andy joined me and Charlie, and the doctor was on call. So two amazing yeah. things that happened. Right. Um, but I also, something I had never done, this was spirit guiding me. I took my cell phone out of my backpack and showed Charlie my in case of emergency number. Huh. Now, it's like I had to go through that. And I always yeah. say, you know, there are no accidents. There is just opportunities to deepen our faith and heal something. Or um, was I, and I learned later that me breaking my neck was what I needed in this lifetime to clear the many lifetimes I had of being killed or tortured for speaking my truth. Jeez. And mm -hmm. I came here to speak my truth and, and not so, but our past lives stay in us energetically as cellular memory, soul memory. So I'm like, God, couldn't it have happened a little easier? But <laughs> You're going to love Ken. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, know, I know. So I, I just, know that um it it happened as easy as easy as it could i mean really it did i i was blessed the whole time um, what do andy and charlie think now i mean did this change how they believe i don't i don't know they neither of them were really into the spiritual angle i was uh -huh. they were spiritual in their own way but andy admitted on the in the movie was something i had never heard he said there was a calm that came over me huh. and that's probably when I was doing my intentions and got mm -hmm. my breath back or the energy came in which surprised me because I wouldn't have even thought he could have felt that you know because huh. I didn't he wasn't into energy or right anything yet so again spirit allowed him for his own experience mm -hmm. and what he did with it I mean I don't I know I had a few conversations with them but um yeah I, you not, still see them are you still friends? Um, well, we're three hours apart now, so we oh, don't right. see much of each other. We talk once in a while, and Andy passed a few years ago, so he had a health condition that didn't get fixed. So, hmm. 
but he's in spirit and I talk to him a lot. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> so I, th I think, uh, Suzette, you help other people create their own memories by explaining what happened to you and your mm -hmm. experience. Uh, is there other, other things that you can do to help uh, people create their uh, miracles beyond just ex uh, telling what happened to you? Well, when a client comes to me, I find out what they've either been diagnosed with or what life challenges they're mm -hmm. dealing with. Uh, I help people really get in the right vibration to change their experiences in life. Mm -hmm. So again, we're not here to change what happened out here. Like if they're going through relationship issues or financial issues, we change the thinking first. Mm -hmm. And then the energy healing that comes through me literally helps them dissolve that old programming, whether it's lack mentality, uh -huh. anger, resentment, betrayal, forgiveness, or, or even grief. So um, I really hold the client in their divine perfection. Um, when we're in the silent part of the healing, I set that intention, and then I just become a vessel for the light to work through me. Hmm. And some people heal like literally I remember my mom in Maine, um, I happened to call her one evening and she was in severe pain from her back, a back problem and said, I feel like I'm ready to have a nervous breakdown. And I said, are you, would you like some healing? She goes, anything that could help. So in 15 minutes, all I did is become the vessel for spirit. And that's why it's important for us to work on our own stuff. Um, everything's a vibration, even food and what you put in your body and how you treat it. But in 15 minutes, her pain went 100% away and her angst went away. Huh. And so I wasn't talking to her about her emotional stuff mm -hmm. and it stayed away. Um, her back, I can't remember, I think we'd been working on her back a little bit. And, and um, I have more of those stories in my book. But um, yeah, it's really about anything is possible. And then, but I've had clients that think, oh, I just want to try this. I don't know if I, I don't really believe it. And uh -huh. I would say, don't waste our time. If you, you don't have to know about, understand it, be open to what you don't understand mm -hmm. and the energy will flow through you. But if you're saying this doesn't work or this shouldn't work, or I, but I had a client who was a chiropractor and it was only like a one-time thing. And she, her ego couldn't get out of the way that my work could help uh -huh. when, her, when hers did it. So there's all kinds of blocks that people have. But yeah, we do the emotional root cause. We do the energy healing. If you're in person, the sound healing or getting one of my sound CDs. And I also have an affirmation CD. But the, um, the book is full of client and personal stories to really hone in what these are the results I get and clients get uh -huh. when we do the work. It's really inspiring. Um, you know, when I reread my book, I'm like, wow, it's just, <laughs> I like rewriting the whole, the stories too, because I feel for me and a lot of my clients, it's like being bathed in this remind, reminding, uh -huh. you know, all the time or reading or getting stories, getting inspired. Most of the time, especially because I attract mostly spiritual people, I may not even be saying brand new stuff to them. I'm packaging it in a way they can heal. And I am doing a lot of the going to the very high vibration that we're not even here. You know, why are we given that power? And again, it's letting go of the resistance. You better get busy on your next book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So do you, do you uh, work with clients through Zoom then? Is that uh, common? I do mostly on the phone. I'm going to have uh. Zoom. You can do that um, if uh. they want that. But uh, I like just not even looking at each other. I'm just really okay. focusing in on the energy. Huh. Um, yeah, that's, but I can do Zoom if they prefer yeah. it. There was something you said. Um, Ken had worked on Rob's shoulder mm -hmm. and it worked. After Ken said, for some reason, you feel you're not worthy. Mm -hmm. Right, Rob? Uh, well, the, I wasn't was worthy of healing this because yeah, I've had healing. it for decades. And uh, uh, and as soon as you said that, something clicked. And I haven't had the shoulder problem since then. Uh, 
And you just needed that little reminder that right. was you owned it at that moment. So you've yeah. likely been working on it like over the years. And then it just took that click. Well, I, w- I would, uh, you know, uh, do things that uh, would just re-injure it to with little micro tears over and over again, and it would heal. And then uh, I would lift weights or whatever, throw a baseball and it would, uh, it would, mess up uh, the shoulder again. Uh, And so I had been very hesitant to do anything like that. Uh, So I became actually became left handed. (laughs) And uh, uh, but then after this experience with Ken, I said, well, I'm just going to go and see what happens with my right arm again. And, you know, I've been able to do things that I haven't been able to do for years and uh, expecting all the time is, oh, it's going to go out again. And it hasn't. (laughs) No, you know what? Get rid of that thought. Yeah, Yeah, really. I wonder you didn't attract (laughs) it back, but the universe is using that you for an example as well. Um, And sometimes one client called on the phone and we set up an appointment for the week later and just you know, Ken's voice, my voice, a healing practitioner's voice has a vibration. Uh-huh. And just talking to her um, for like five minutes or so, her her problem started healing. And it was healed before we had this session. So, hmm. Again, everything is energy and our vibration is powerful. And people can have a heal. You know, I know Ken does this. They can have healings in a group when I'm just mm-hmm. talking. I usually encourage people, even your listeners, do not limit the universe using this consciousness for your highest good, however that is. Um, and, and that's why people are getting their ahas with a book or the CDs. Or mm-hmm. you know, it, we're, We are amazing, but we've had so many <laughs> lifetimes where we've been tamped down and um, not believed or, or not believed that you, know, you might have tried other things and you're like, uh, it just wasn't going to heal. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, did you... Did you go through regressions to find out what these past lives or did it just come to you? I think it was, um, I get, I like to get healings with other practitioners and just totally receive as well. Um, and it was one of those times that I was told huh. that <clears throat> it was because I had had many lifetimes. And when I heard that, everything in my body agreed. I, I could mm. just sense that mm. it was true. Yeah. yeah. So we're coming to the end of our hour. Uh, Suzette, uh, could <laughs> you, uh, yeah, could you share the offer that you have for our listeners? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'm offering a 30 minute um, complimentary consult. Um, if you set the appointment before December 15th, just email me uh, and that will be, I'm sure, in the message under the video. But it's at Suzette at choose to thrive. Dot com. That's with a digit two in the middle, choose to thrive.com. And my website is also that www.choose to thrive.com. But so, yeah, I just want people to have an opportunity to, to talk with me and see, the, depending on whatever they're dealing with, how, what kind of healing path forward I would suggest or, or do, and they could get a sense of my work. Wow. Okay. That could That's be great. A few, That's a generous offer. And I could be a few hundred people. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they do it before the, the 15th, I didn't say I'd get it all done in a week. <laughs> Why not, Suzette? <laughs> it will get scheduled, though, because okay. I, I just love helping people remember who they really are. We're we're not limited, but we've, we're really remembering who we really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've had so many lifetimes that we're you know, convinced ourselves we're limited or programming that we're not worthy or we're not good mm-hmm. enough. And it, it's just a journey. And I love what I do. And I love how supporting people. Yeah. And, and, you. And, and you know, a word, I'm sorry, Trish, but no, uh, just oh, say, I, I think, oh, go, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yep. Go ahead. No, mine was just a comment <laughs> about being a Virgo. Our daughter's a double Virgo. She's going to love the show. <laughs> oh, okay, well, all I was going to say is just that <laughs> a lot of this to me sounds like a word that I feel like has gone totally out of vogue and it's just wisdom wisdom is is uh is the difference you know just uh anyways everything that has already been said but wisdom is is uh is something that we uh i don't think uh put enough stock in these days yes thank you for saying that because i often say in my sharing if you if you've heard what i'm saying intend that you own it because a lot of people will just 
oh, I already know that. Uh-huh. I've heard people say that, but they, they don't live it. Yeah. So our opportunity is in this energy field to clear anything in the way so you get to live these teachings and these truths. And that's what you said. I think it's not what we know. It's gaining the wisdom, mm. what we own. So thank you for that, John. Well, this was, this was great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. It's been great. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Okay. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical. Mystical.